0: Audiogen is proud to partner with Unbox Cultural Futures Society and What Design Can Do. What Design Can Do is an international organization that seeks to accelerate the transition to a sustainable, fair and just society using the power of design. What Design Can Do is launching Make It Circular Challenge, a global design competition building a circular future in partnership with IKEA. This challenge invites designers and creative entrepreneurs from everywhere to submit design-driven climate innovations. The end goal? To show the world that circular future is not only imaginable, but actionable. Winning projects will be propelled into 2023 with a €10,000 in funding and a tailor-made development program. Submit your proposals online for free by 31st Jan 2023. Check out the design briefs and learn more about it on Make It Circular do.com. Link in the show notes. And now, today's episode. This is Audio Gan And I am your host, Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. Today, Audio Gan turns six. Yes. It's been amazing six years of documenting designers, poets, musicians, writers, thinkers, filmmakers, and more. We have reached 259th episode. Uh, well, and to celebrate this special anniversary episode, we have Tofe Kureshi with us on audio again, who can unarguably called as the king of rhythms, uh, one of the most sought after percussionists, the greatest thinkers of world of mu- in the world of music and world music. Apart from introducing us, Jembe uh, and many other instruments, uh, Tofik Bai has brought percussion instruments to center stage, uh, son of Ustad Allarakha and young brother of Ustad Zakir Hussain. For Taufik sir, music runs in the family. His music speaks about for itself actually and his repertoire clearly shows his hard work, discipline and passion towards it. We'll try and document today uh, a few of his philosophies about music and his thoughts on rhythm. So, thank you, Tofik Bhai, for giving your time, and it's a greatest honor to have you on the show uh, and and welcome to Audio again.
1: Thank you, Kedar, and it's really a, an immense pleasure for me to be featured on your sixth anniversary uh, in your show, and it I'm really very happy to be here with you. Thank you.
0: Awesome, awesome. So I've uh, kept say five to six questions, and mainly trying to understand, as I said, philosophy, Uh, and it could go abstract and whatever sort of touches your imagination. So I wanted to start off by asking, like, what does the word rhythm mean to you? And especially after 50 years, because this one question I've been asking to many guests, uh, and it so happens that when you start, you have different understanding when you are uh, growing and getting mature in that subject. It's a different understanding and typically when you have reached a certain level. So, so yeah, like, how do you sort of look as rhythm?
1: Uh you see, rhythm for me is life because when the rhythm is good, everything is good. Why, why I'm saying that rhythm is life is because everything in your body moves in a rhythm. Your heartbeat moves in a rhythm. Your pulse moves in a rhythm. You breathe in a rhythm. You talk in a rhythm. You walk in a rhythm. Your walk, your talk would be a different rhythm than someone else. And rhythm, that's why is for me, the rhythm is life. Rhythm gives you life is what I feel. Because Mm. just imagine your pulse stops, you're no more. Your heart stops, you're no more. Your breath stops, you're no more. It's a rhythm. And rhythm in a broader sense is something which moves in time, like the day and night, like the seasons, you know, like the earth, which is revolving and takes 365 days to complete a year. That's the rhythm, you know, so rhythm is something which moves in time. Rhythm is life amazing so so uh,
0: if I have to get a little technical key generally when when there's a concert happening and when generally musicians are playing when you land on that it just feels magical so you want to contextualize that in case of rhythm
1: you know it's uh, It's a good question that you're asking, you know, because normally when we are giving interviews, people ask us all kinds of questions, uh, uh, you know, which are regular questions about, oh, what was your childhood like growing Mm -hmm. up in a family of music? But I'm very happy that you're asking me the question. And why I'm very happy is that in this COVID time, we couldn't meet, right? Like Zakir Bhai is in America, my older brother. And all my gurubhais are in different cities and in COVID, when it started in 2020, we just couldn't meet, meet. So on April 29th, 2020, Zakir Bhai initiated a conversation. He initiated this thing that it's my, it's my father's birth anniversary, mm-hmm. April 29th. So we met and he, the question, the main purpose of that meet was that, you know, What is some? Hmm. What is some? And I'm glad that you're asking me this question. So many people said, what is some for you and some and all that kind of thing. Zakir Bhai's point of view was that, and I'm saying that, it's, it's a great point. He said, some for me is, it's the eye of the bird which Arjun is seeing. Because he is not seeing anything else, right? Like what Bhim is seeing, that I can see fruits and all that. Somebody else is seeing leaves and all that. What is Arjun seeing? He is just seeing the eye of that bird. And then Dronacharya says, shoot that eye. Correct? So for he said, for him, it is that eye. That wherever you are, you would keep an eye on that sum. That's the bird's eye. Wherever you go, whatever is around you, you are seeing that. And then you, when you come on the sum, you've shot the eye. You know? Beautiful. So that's a very nice way of describing sum. So he asked me, talking, what is sum for you? I said, you know what, Zakir Bhai? For me, sum is. And he said, no, no. Then his next question was, what did Abhaji mean? Abaji is our father. He said, what did abaji mean when he said, sum ko dekho? Samko deku. And he said, "Tofik, what is your take on that? I said, what I feel, you know, Zazakir, right? When Abhaji says samko deku, he means wherever you fly, keep your eye on the sum. Your eye should be on that sum. And I said, from my childhood to even now, I've seen Abhaji and you take such risks while playing and you've gone to some levels and we are always wondering now how are they going to come back on the sum how are they going to land on the sum and there you are on the sum so it's the risk you take no? it's the risk you take of flying but wherever you're flying your eye is like you just said you keep an eye, you keep that eye on that arjun's eye you know on that bird's eye mm-hmm. and that's why you can land on the sum so when a bhaji says sam ko dekho wherever you go you keep a lookout on that sum because you have to land there. Mm. So that exactly, Kedar, is sum. Sum is, it's the downbeat, right? Okay, sum is the downbeat. It is the one. But how do you come to that one? How do you land onto that one? You can, you know, take the lift and come down and you're on the first floor. I mean, on on the ground floor. You can take a rope and walk down. Or you can come down the stairs or you can just jump from maybe wherever you are and think that you're going to land on the sum. And you know, so what happens is if somebody jumps from the sixth floor, he wants to land on the ground floor, which is the sum. So if you land, straight, you can either die or you can get hurt. But if you're able to somehow come from that 6th floor, maybe you, on one place, you catch a window and slow down and somewhere you see a rope and you catch hold of that rope. And then, you know, it's like you see Jackie Chan, he jumps from the 7th floor. But somewhere, you know, he'll land on a on a, bamboo piece or somewhere he'll catch a rope or somewhere he'll catch a ch- uh, chadar and somehow he'll land on the ground without getting hurt. Mm. That is like taking risk. But knowing that, you know, you're taking a risk, but you know you can do it. You can come on the sum. So the, coming to that sum is the most important thing. How you come. So sum is the whole world for us when we are playing. It's hmm. that whole world. Because we have to come there. Correct. correct. I, and I remember, uh,
0: I, I would like to understand where he was coming from. I think in one of the conversations uh, which uh, Puladish Pandey was having that he said ki bahut log sam ke liye rukte hain but uh, mallikar arjun ji ke liye sam rukta tha. what does what does it mean like uh, i mean like
1: <laughs> you know, like uh, mallikar arjun mansur ji hai ya kishori ji hai kishori amonkar ji ya punja mm-hmm. ravi shankar mm-hmm. you know sometime they would play or sing something and get so they would get transcended into some other level, I feel. Because they would not look at the sum only. They are not coming on the sum. Mm. They are just, they are just going, 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 going. It's like you are going, going, are but how high? Where are you going? Or how deep you are going? Mm. How deep? When? It's so, the people are, pe a jao, yaar. please come on the sum. Because they want to, them to come on the sum. Mm. Because they feel that then it will be Oh, ah! It's like that, mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. because they are playing so like that. The sum itself is saying, "I am here now. You come to me. Aajo <laughs> <laughs> Because ja gaye ho, tum aisi jagah pe le gaye ho, main khud ho, lekin I cannot come there. You come wow. down now. Wow. wow! I cannot come <laughs> there. You come now, please, because I am dying for you to land on me. Wow,
0: very beautiful, very beautiful.
1: What I guess Puladesh Pandey meant when he said this—that Please yeah. hmm. come now, please. Correct, correct. Cool.
2: Uh,
0: so, in uh, also in uh, Ashok Ranade's uh, talk on ethnomusicology, uh, he also—I I briefly remember—I was trying to go back to the same point where he spoke about it. I couldn't find, but. He said something to this effect that uh, Aristotle specifically mentioned that don't change the rhythm of the state. It creates anarchy. So the way you explained sort of rhythm is life and like yeah, rhythm is everything around you. Uh, what what makes, I'm just going one level deeper. What makes rhythm so fundamental? Is it because, Like in fact, I had one interview some time ago where we were talking about, the macrocosm and the microcosm where what happens inside is happening outside and so on and so forth. Right. So just wanted to understand that if we go one level deeper, uh, what what makes rhythm so fundamental?
1: Well, if you say like Aristotle said, don't change the rhythm of the state because that may create chaos or whatever. When you ask me this question. I'm immediately, you know, in my mind, I'm reminded of this uh, book, which I had read quite a while back. It was called Planet Drum. It was by Mickey Hart, whose group is called Planet Drum, which has Zakir Bhai, him, Vikun Aikram, Giovanni Hidalgo, who's a conga player from Latin America, and Sikiru, Sikiru Adipojo, Adepojo, the African percussionist. Hmm. There, he talks about the law of entrainment which was given by christian huygens a dutch scientist in 1665 he talks about when two if there is one rhythm which is going in some in a in a particular rhythm and something else comes around it And if it is not in the same rhythm or in a complementary rhythm to that, they will clash. Mm. So he spoke about that from the point of view of society, which is so, so correct in music. That supposing one guy from the South is playing something and maybe an African percussionist comes there. He has no idea of South Indian music. The South Indian rhythm guy has no idea of the African rhythms but both of them are collaborating and sounding good. That's because they are in training. They are in training. Whatever the the South Indian is playing, the African guy is understanding the movement of the rhythm and becoming a part of it, finding his or her space in that rhythm. And that holds true for society also. You know, that's a very, very important aspect to uh, be Like supposing there's there's one guy, okay, there are two neighbors. One neighbor is uh, going in a particular rhythm. The other neighbor has another rhythm. If they keep coming to each other with different rhythms, they will always clash. But if one guy has a rhythm and the other guy says, okay, what is his rhythm? Let me try and fall in line with him. So he entrains with that person and then there is no clash. And the same vice versa that this rhythm is happening in a different rhythm cycle. This guy says, "Okay, let me try and entrain. Let me try and get into his or her rhythm, and then life goes on beautifully." Because they are every time there is a that rhythm changes, they are entraining with each other. For a society, it is very important to entrain. It is very important to be understanding to the others' rhythm. Each person, if each person, if starts to understand the others' rhythms. Then I think that clashing won't happen. People will say, Achha, uska ye rhythm hai. okay, mera aisa hai. either you go away because you feel Baba, my rhythm is not matching with him. If I want to be there with this rhythm, then I must be there together. And the same should apply to the other guy also. If they both feel that the rhythm is not matching, it's not coming through, they go away. It happens a lot in live concerts. You must have seen Kedar when two musicians are playing a time when they are playing together and there is a clash happening, maybe for a couple of seconds, maybe for 10 seconds. But either of them then understands that and then they adjust and they connect, which according to Christian Huggins, is the entrainment. So he said the same thing. He's saying the same thing that, you know, you got to entrain. You got to understand each other's rhythms in society. And Mm -hmm. then only you'll be able to live a happy life, be together. So Mm -hmm. I guess when you go fundamentally deep into this, this is what I feel. I I don't know if I made any sense.
0: No, no, absolutely. In fact, it, it makes complete sense. I want to double click here where then what happens when you're experimenting? Because certain places, blues, and there are these sharp pauses which are consciously given just to break the rhythm. So what is happening there? In a in a larger sort of loop or like a cycle, I'm sure it's in the rhythm. That's why it's it's so uh, long-lived. But like, what are they trying to do then in that experimental zone? They're
1: doing blues. You know, blues has, you just said it has... Lots of pauses in between, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the pauses are given. They are given for an effect. Because silence is also music. You know, silence is also music. So you are going... Mm. So those mm. silences is what makes it mysterious. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, wow what a nice pause this is oh this 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 break is you know you know so that pause gives that music a different identity it gives that music a, uh, what do you call it now oh if there is less salt in something you don't enjoy it no then you say I have a little salt that pause is the salt you know that is giving that flavor to that music. That's a, it's the salt. Ah, beautiful. So, you know, this is what it is. This is what is, is, is the meaning of this. That, you know, that pause is very important. I'm going to take you back to 1997 when I was in the US and uh, I attended a what they call as a clinic. Okay. It is like a workshop, but they call it a clinic. So, there was Zakir Bhai and there was Giovanni Hidalgo, which I just told you about. And there was Ayurto Moreiro. He's a Brazilian percussionist. And they did a clinic. Ayurto Morero spoke about Brazilian music. Giovanni Hidalgo spoke about, uh, you know, congas or from the Latin side, Cuba side and all that. Zakir Bhai spoke about the tabla, Indian. And then… After speaking about that, so each person spoke about 20-25 minutes and then they jammed. Now understand one thing, there's no rehearsal here. Okay. Mm. They're just there and they start playing. Mm. And they played for about 35-40 minutes. Amazing performance. So after the performance, there was a press thing. Okay, Now the press is asking them, Oh, that was a great performance. So, you guys must have rehearsed a lot because you guys mm-hmm. were like bad all in sync. So, they, <laughs> the three looked at each other. And they were smiling. And then Ayurtha Morero spoke. He said, he was a senior anyway. He said, you know what? We didn't have any rehearsal. So, everybody was like, ah, and how come? You know, he said, one of the most important things in music when you're performing with other musicians. Do you know what is the most important thing you should do? So, everybody was thinking. Ah, ah, ah. The most important thing is you listen to the other person. Mm. We were listening to each other. We were listening to each other. So, we had this one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five, two. So, we know the one is there. And each of us were trying to find our places in that eight beats. So if I was on one, Zakir would be on three. Giovanni would be somewhere on five or six. And we would keep moving. If my position changed, if I saw Giovanni's position being changed, I would change my position. And we were finding our spaces in that eight beats. And the important thing is because we were listening to each other. So that says it. I mean, that's a lot. That says everything, you
0: know. Yeah, it's it's I, like yeah. I'm I'm gonna run out of words. Uh, I'm going to listen to this over and over again to sort of understand the nuances of it. Also,
1: and it's cool. a very simple thing. No, it's a very simple thing. We listen yeah, yeah. to each. When you're listening to each other. You are you know that okay that was the, that guy's changed he's that's he's doing something else okay can I do what can I do to complement that hmm. so hmm. the position keeps changing no sometimes he's on one you're on so if you see the clock on 12 and he says I'm on I, I would be on four I would be okay four is not matching let's go on six know, it's like that kind of thing
0: yeah yeah. in fact while you were sort of showing I imagined visualize the clock itself like for yeah, a 12 yeah. beat cycle
2: <laughs> yeah cool yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, now I know like this will be a little biased question, but I'm just like uh, going all out with being little adventurous that uh, I was fortunate to also interview uh, Sudhir Mainkar uh, back then. Uh, 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 he mentioned that music emerged from nature. right? So yeah. I don't know whether it's a valid question, but did Shruti come first or Tal? <laughs> Are you saying did Sur come
1: first or Tal? Uh, yeah, sorry. Sur come first. With that, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, in the in the Carnatic music, it is not called swar; It is called Shruti anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, this is a very... I mean, for me, if you ask me, not because I am a rhythmist. Mm. I love melody. But what I feel is that they say the earth was created with the Big Bang. Mm. That
2: is rhythm. It's a strike. Okay. Yeah.
1: A human body moves in rhythm. Everything is in rhythm. Right? Kedar, let me tell you, rhythm, we understand, we catch on to a rhythm faster than a melody. Mm. Like if I were to tell somebody, ta ta ta, ta, ta Pakad lega. But I say, or if I say, just sing. Sa. It will not be proper sa if it doesn't है a riyaz. So sa. Melodic content takes a little time. Rhythmic things come quickly. It's simple. But sometimes people say complicated rhythm. They can just speak it. You know? mm. Because it is not difficult. For example, if I say, now, say it in the notes. I'll tarata. Ta, ta. Okay, now I'll we'll say, ta, ta, ra, ta, aisa main. Hmm. So, that may be difficult for them to catch. So Somebody will say something, somebody will say some, some other soon. So, I feel rhythm is quicker to catch on than melody. Of hmm. course, melody in its sense, it's fantastic. It's great. I think both rhythm and melody are very, very important where a hmm. music is concerned, you know. So I'm saying uh, that's why the tabla solo is also done with a lehra because the melodic content is continuously happening, you know, either on the harmonium or the sarangi. So I'm for me, it's very. It's, I I feel that it's the rhythm which has come first. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I don't want you to start any controversy here. I feel <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, and <laughs> understood rhythm first because. Rhythm is something which on your hand, on your stamping of the feet, you know, in the breath. The breath, breath is yeah. also, rhythm, you know. Yeah. In fact, life, like move, heartbeat, beat is hard yeah. happening. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Also moving in a, in a, in a rhythm. So, yeah. I feel that the rhythm somewhere has come first. Then the melodic structure happened because you saw, you heard the nightingale do cuckoo, whatever hai the coil is mm. Or you saw the horse run and mm. you realize that there is a note there. You heard the water flow. So they, they say, knee has come from the flowing of the water. Pa mm. has come from the ka sound. Mm. Dha has come from the run of the horse. Mm. Now, the run of the horse is rhythmic right okay. but whoever heard the sound maybe the 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 note dha has come from there they say so mm. then the nature gave the swara is what i'm saying mm. but rhythm has has to be there because when you are born you are born with a rhythm now many people may say when you are born you cry now that's Swara. Mm. <laughs> but in your mother's womb, your heartbeat is already running. Mm. A child's heartbeat as a fetus is already running. You know, mm. So the rhythm is there inside. Let me ask you, let me give you one simple example. Mm. When a child is crying, the mother will always hold the baby on the left side, not on the right. If the mother holds the baby to the right, it will not stop crying many times. It, you hold it to the left, the baby can hear the heartbeat of the mother. Mm. And, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a security thing for him. Oh, I'm in the right place. Because he can hear the heartbeat. Yeah. So I feel rhythm is... Maybe it's a few seconds earlier than the melody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very beautiful. In fact, uh, if even if there's a lullaby, the tapping is required. So they have to be together. I think it's just a matter of as you said, maybe, yeah, worth worth sort of saying a few seconds before. Uh, personal journey. Uh, I was trying to twin learn go?
1: twins. So one twin is born born maybe a few seconds early, and then the second the second child uh-huh. is born a few seconds.
0: <laughs> Super. <laughs> uh, I was trying to learn flute. Uh, I did. Um, jo hai, unke uh, I think second ke second like two level ek So I was trying to learn and. Uh, every day used to, like, just play Yaman, but I couldn't get Yaman because I just practiced for one year, but I got the Teintal. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, like, now I can spot a Teintal immediately anywhere. I
1: proved proved my point.
0: (laughs) Correct. Okay, now little, like, on that front, little uh, deeper question, which, again, like, excuse me if if the question is a bit naive, that I'm referring back to Puladesh Pandey, where he said that a real musician can also find a shudja in a ceiling fan. I mean, that's that's where you, if you pay attention, you will find things. So, is there anything? Actually, you have answered this, but I'll still continue. Is there anything in your experience where there is no rhythm?
1: No, no. For me, rhythm is everywhere. I mean, I'm I'm I, I hear a rhythm in my washing machine. I hear a rhythm in my, uh, you know, in, in in my printer, I, I've even recorded. Hmm. This is the printer sound. It's, it's, and my washing machine goes in a rhythm of six eight. I've actually hmm. recorded it. Like a That's So hmm. I'm just saying. I, I, I see, I see rhythm everywhere. But I can, you know, for me, rhythm is everywhere. You know, my father used to when he shifted to Mumbai from a Delhi radio. In uh, 1937 or 38, he used to travel to All India radio station in Churchgate from Mahim by train. And in the train rhythm, he would hear Tintal. Hmm. And he would recite his bowls to that rhythm. This is the rhythm he would hear in the train rhythm. Mm-hmm. And he would say all his compositions while go- going on the way and coming back also. Mm-hmm. So, he heard Teeth. And like Pula said, a ceiling fan can also give you a Yes, because there is a humming. Mm-hmm. The ceiling fan, any fan would have a hum or a high-pitched noise. Mm-hmm. And that is in a pitch. Now, that can be a shudj depending on. You can take that as the sa. Mm-hmm make a song you know you can take that yeah. as your sa. Yeah. so yes there is a pitch and a rhythm in everything around you
0: no but I'm, I'm, i want to just probe this further because 50 years right it's a long time seen different worlds different scene like met unlimited like countless musicians there has never been such controversial question that let's let's not seek rhythm in this it's just there i mean Has there any moment occurred like
1: that? No. It's like, you see, what happens is that, like I said, they they both go hand in hand, the rhythm Mm -hmm. and the melody. I'm not saying that by itself, it cannot survive. Rhythm by itself is great. Melody by itself is great. You can have a, a, a whole song without a rhythm or you can have a whole rhythm without any melody and you can still impress people. Let me take you back again, maybe, 98 or the 99, I Mm -hmm. went for an event to Kolapur. Uh, Sorry, sorry, some small uh, cabos de Village kind of thing. So, after the event and, uh, uh, you know, I was put up in this one guest house which looked like one of those if you've ever seen our 80s and 90s Ramsey Brothers uh, Mm -hmm. movie, it reminded me of that. You know, I said, oh God. And I had my assistant with me. So he said, and when we reached there, we realized that there's no electricity there. Oh bati gay. So room. Mein rakh diya hai. Ah, torch I said, "Okay." And I had one room, my assistant had another room. And dark night, and this is like like this. Our organizer left us. She said, Kal aapko bhej deta hai, wo aapko leke mumbai. Okay. We got, suddenly, in five minutes, my assistant comes back, comes into my room, i So, nah, sofa bhi tha, And I had a bed. I said, so, sofa pe Now, there's no electricity. So, there's no fan. Right? So, mosquitoes, obviously, are there. So, mosquitoes, uh, uh, yeah, mosquitoes are disturbing us and i couldn't sleep my guy to garmme mein chadar so i couldn't sleep pach i sone jao idhar se ek finally I sat down you know and i said what to do i said let me try to figure out which what pitch is this machchar literally <laughs> so I said, i am machchar I said, i Mein, ek one, one and a half hours I just was trying to figure out what is this machar? Because machar the. I'm trying and let me tell you I have 4 notes iska hmm. ke, iska So, what I'm seeing is and then I was so exhausted doing this and I was anyway exhausted because of the mic concert. I then machar vachar nothing, no fan, I also fell asleep. But I'm seeing that melody or rhythm, you can see anywhere. So, you yes, I mean, no, don't have any rhythm. Kishori Amonkar Ji once said, Tabla nahi mujhe. I want to hmm. sing just like that. Hmm. Gana. Malak, Tabla na but she could do it. Right? So that's possible. Yes, of course, that, that is possible. But of course, <laughs> melody and rhythm go hand in hand. Like I said, they're twins. So, the one and the other will probably get a little bit more. It's not that it But thoda sa it will be a little bit It will be a little, what do you call it? Incomplete is what I feel.
0: Got it. Got it. And then, if we talk about the experimentation. Ke mein baat karhenge, so, uh, I've heard some, like obviously some tracks and stuff like that. Sometimes it can go a little bit abstract. Uh, maybe a conscious effort by the artist also in your case Ridun vagare jo you just try to explore some dimension so when you are dealing with this little abstract zone and experimentation is it a conscious effort to make it relatable because this is one again like my personal question that yes there is an artist now as a listener should i be more informed should i be more aware should I upgrade to that taste uh, or or the artist needs to sort of bring that and bring it, make it more relatable, especially in your case because you are like known to know the pulse of the audience also uh, like obviously in in like your work through your work. So just wanted to understand that yeah experimentation ka sort of what's the extent to which you can go abstract? In your journey and then...
1: You see, you can go as abstract as you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, Ridhun came in 2000. And at that time, it was an album which had no songs, no guzzles, no thematic music, nothing. It was an album which just had instrumental music. So, and what I tried to do was, whatever my experiences from the time I've been learning music, because my journey from went from Indian classical music to... Uh, dandias and uh, orchestra shows and then getting into fusion and then working on so many Bollywood songs with some of the top most m- music directors of the 80s and the 90s. Oh, Sara and my father's own knowledge, which I had, it all came out in, in Ridhun. And uh, if whoever's heard Ridhun, now Ridhun is not a normal album that way you see. But whoever's heard it, loves it. People mm. love the song which I did with Shankar Madhivan. They love my father singing and that piece called The Tree of Rhythm. They love Gitika's song Nand, which was the first time Indian classical music, a rag kind of thing, came with drums and you know, harmonies and backing and everything in that sense. Mm. Afterwards, Kia, but I'm saying this was the first time it came. And it appealed to all kinds of people. I mean, I'm not just saying that only the classical musicians were happy about it. General Mass, because it had that Gigi Ray track also in that, which was an amazing, very groovy, rhythmic track. And people loved it. Many dancers used that. And then it, it also had that. Mm-hmm. So people, I'm saying, if you can, in that sense, Riddhun was an abstract album. Because it had no form of... Bollywood or Ghazal or Bhajan or Gheet or, you know, thematic ke music of the desert or yeah, Colors of Rajasthan. Kuch nahi tha. It was an abstract album, but it did very well because the music appealed to the people. Ke wo, it connected to the people. So whatever you do, boss, whether it is abstract, logic, illogic, connect with your audience in somewhere or the other. Because if you connect with the audience, then it doesn't matter. The music is the most important thing. We can call it, you see, we, you know, Kedar, we have gone into this zone where we keep coming out with a genre. Mm. I think music is we We keep classifying genres. yeah, genre, that genre, that genre, that genre. Because we want to sound different. Yeah, but you're doing the same thing. You're not, music has Chuka hai. Okay, Now to say that I'm doing something new is a big risk. Because it's so much music has gone down that it's not very easy to do something new. You may come up with something That's why I always say, I'm doing something which has been going on for a while. I'm trying to do something new. If my people feel that it is new, my audience says it is new, then it is new. I'm going to try my best to make it sound new. But Mm. I'm saying, music so easily, you know what? Connect with the audience in some way or the other, whether it's an album or a single. I just did one, in this COVID time, I did one song with Ashwini Bhileji, a fabulous singer. So I took one of her bhajans, Ajapa and I said, let's redo it in a way. You know, I gave it a completely different rhythm pattern using my breath. Because, it is, that if you karlo mala Ajapa Jaap, bhajo bhai saathu. So, do it, do it, do it, do it like that, do Wow! Wow. This is the main thing. So I said, ka rhythm karte. so I did a whole breath rhythm behind her and we released that song. People loved it. So many people on my YouTube have commented on my Insta and my email. So I'm saying, somewhere or the other, you have to connect with, with your audience. So whether it's abstract or nothing here, as long as it is appealing to the people, my father used to always say, Abhaji, that when you perform, you can't do anything. If you are happy with your playing, then audience will be happy with your playing. So be happy with whatever you're doing. now. Khushi se khushi se And somewhere used to say, you know what, speed is not important. Even a simple should come in such a way that the audience should go, ah, it's a take right? Mm. But, Oh, wow. It's like when Zakir Bai sometimes is waiting for the alap to finish, and then when he starts, the audience claps. Right? Mm. He's not doing <laughs> anything; So the audience claps. So whatever you do, you connect with the audience. I mean, this is, this is all I can yeah. say. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, I completely get into it, and uh, I completely get that piece. But then as a pursuit of excellence, you want to experiment, right? I mean, finally, when you're connecting, but you see typically people like the same formats, the same stuff. So like,
1: how do you find that balance of pushing the boundary of? You have to find the balance, but you cannot always stick to the same thing because your audience is liking it. Otherwise, as a musician, you will never evolve. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. The well, question is how do you uh, evolve, evolve then? Yeah, if you… Evolve because you take the risk. You take the risk. You know, if Pandit Ravi Shankar had not taken the risk of getting onto that Woodstock stage, my father, him. Just imagine two musicians, Tabla Sitar. After their performance, Beatles are going to perform. Hmm. And that crowd is all come for the Beatles. I'm sure you've seen the video of that Woodstock yeah, concert. Yeah. Imagine with just those two instruments, they just rocked it in that audience. Jimi Hendrix was there in the audience. They just rocked it. I mean, Woodstock Festival, you can say Chicago Festival, they played everywhere, just the two of them. If they And they, they played pure classical, but in a very different way. That's why, you, you know, bring the old wine, get a new bottle. Beautiful. Get a new bottle. The wine is old. Get a new bottle. The bottle itself should look very, ah, come on, what is there? I want to have this. What is in mm-hmm. there is something old only. But because you're seeing the bottle in that way, you feel, ah, this is this must be something great only. Why do you think the, you know, the soda, whatever these, uh, what do you call it? These cold drinks are served in different kinds of bottles and cans which look great and all that. Because you mm-hmm. feel like having a bottle. So, the wine is old, the bottle is new. So, they they realized that, right? But they evolved. They presented classical music in a way which appealed to that mass audience and paved the way for musicians to follow, right? So, you got to evolve. You got to evolve. You got to take your chances. You can't just say, I'm going to just do a one hour alap. Maybe it is not required over there. You can just do a seven, ten minute alap and then go for it, you know? So. Because of them, musicians later on realized that, you know, we got to also change our mindset, change the music a little bit, not compromise too much. Just change a little bit and you know, present it in such a way that it can become massical. Mm-hmm. The classical will become massical, you know. So that's why mm-hmm. the involvement is very, very important. Yeah.
0: There are so many sort of gems which are like which can be preserved here. I wanted to ask one last question, uh, given you, like your time uh, and also kind of the format of the show is that like uh, it is, again, I'm borrowing from uh, Ashok Rante's talk that instruments travel. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, how instruments, like what's your reading of how instruments have traveled, especially the djembe, the duff, bongos, which you have sort of, brought in the context uh of into india and like some some bits from that piece like how how so do I
1: mean, what, what do you mean traveled as in as in like
0: you... they they either culturally travel now like in in his talk he was saying that uh, uh the the tabla was not played by like the brahmins because of the the skin uh, used right now because it was not done, then they had mridang and it was played by certain people. And then a violin came in and harmonium came in. So these generally there is an exchange of uh, instruments which is happening because of travel, because of cultural exchange and stuff like that. So so similarly, you also brought in
1: Jembe. Uh, so, Basically, first the instrument in India was pakhawaj The tabla was not there. Right? Pakhavaj was there. The very first instrument is Damuru, which is Shiva's damru. Now, Lord Ganesh, he created Pakhavaj on the ideas of the Damru. So that was the instrument which passed on to the generations, generations. And then mm. the Pakhavaj was. There. Then came Darbuka from the Persian side. Right? And during that time, the Pakhavaj and the Darbuka the playing of the, the darbuka is finger-oriented. The playing of the pakhavaj is hand-oriented. So mm-hmm. The fingers usually mm-hmm. do full hand. The darbuka is like this. You know, you play like this. On the side, mm-hmm. you hold it like this and you play. So, that finger technique and the pakhavaj playing technique was fused together to create tabla. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? Tabla is actually a fusion in a way, if you want to say that.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course,
1: then then the Development of that instrument happened in such a way which is fabulous, you know. Mm. So it's about 300. So, wo, wo, asti asti uska de- development laga. Mm. This is one one story or whatever one. Yes. So when I started learning from my father, I felt the A to Z of the tabla is yeah. over for me. <laughs> a for,
2: mm.
1: a for me. I said, I need another. More medium. I don't want to play anything else. I want to play tabla, but I want to play it on some other medium. So I started researching. I went on the drums. I said, "Oh, shit, too many things, man. Dhak will ki Forget it. Congas, ahead <laughs> no, but dead sound, no, no resonance. Bongo is too small. Dumbek, yeah, good, but only bass and mids, no highs." Darbuka, only bass and high is no mids. Hmm. Then Zakir presented to me in 97. He gave me a jimbe. He said, try this. So, I started. The moment I got the jimbe in my hand, I said, oh, this is it. I think because I'm… Tabla has three frequencies. Bass, which is the baya. Mids, which is the siyahi. And sharpness, which is the kila. Jimbe has all the three frequencies. Bass, mids. I said, this is the instrument I want to start working on. It. So for me, I had all that knowledge, Kedar, but I didn't have a medium through which I could bring this out. Jembe gave me that medium and I started working on it. My biggest inspiration is Pandit Shiv Kumar hmm. Because he brought the Santur from Kashmir, which is a folk instrument. He brought it into Indian classical music. Which is a great thing. The violin, it's not an Indian instrument. It's a Western instrument. Mm. But it's brought into the Indian classical music. It first came into Indian classical music through the Karnatic style, of course. Mm. Mm. And it mm. was taken over by the North Indian musicians also who kind of started playing on the, on the violin. But it's mm. a Western instrument. Now it is considered. So now people are loving the Jimbe also. Now I'm playing solos with lehra on harmonium or sarangi. I'm accompanying Sitar players, Sarot players, Santur players, flute players. And it's a great thing that my father's knowledge, I'm now able to bring to the people through the JMB. And uh, so that's why for me, like you said, you know, traveling, yes, the fusions are happening of various instruments, you know. And yeah. So for me, every I play folk rhythms. I have relas. Relas are fast compositions. Hmm. I have a rela which is based on Maharashtrian lejim rhythm. Hmm. I have another rela which is based on the Gujarati Garba rhythm. Hmm. I have a kaida which I have based on the Bhangda rhythm. So, I am influenced by all these things. Because I have played all this. No, I played hmm. the duff. I played the dhol. I hmm. I played dandia music. So much I played. So, all that is coming out on the Jimbe in, in the form of a kaida or a rela or a chakrda or a tukla. So, I'm saying yes. I mean, this instrument, African instrument has traveled all the way from Africa. And I guess it came into my lap. I'm very happy and I'm very thankful to God that and to my guru, Abhaji, that mm-hmm. he gave me this, of course, who gave me this vision, you know, let's try this. And it worked. Come on. Come on.
0: Yeah, I think you beautifully put in because uh, instruments have travelled and this came in, but but your journey of personal travel and personal exploration also uh, found a found a channel in the gym. Cool. I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like. I'm, I'm not very qualified to ask more questions uh, because otherwise we'll land up in those cliche questions yeah, said, you know, that give some tips generation,
1: I don't want to get I'm very happy that you have not asked me the usual cliched questions. I'm really yeah. very happy. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, your questions have been very different from anybody who has interviewed me even through COVID times. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. thank you for asking these questions because I have not given these answers in any mm-hmm. of my interviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have not gone into these points in any okay. of my interviews. Okay, okay. Maybe some, mm-hmm.
0: but no. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think this is a good note. To good note. Yeah, good note to end this. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Tofik Bhai, for giving your time. It's a rea- it's, It was just wonderful, and was. Uh, okay. I'll like zoom pe pair pad leta
1: <laughs> 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 uh, mm-hmm. not the usual questions whenever this comes out please let us know okay yes definitely okay thanks a lot thank you bye bye good night
0: Okay, uh, that's it, uh, and thanks a lot for listening till the end. Once again, I thank all of you uh, for all the love and support you have given to AudioGAN through your emails and likes. Uh, stay tuned for more GAN on AudioGAN in 2023 and wish you a happy new year. Take care, bye. And that's it from today's GAN session. For show notes and more GAN, visit audiogAN.com. And if you wish to connect with me, I am at audio again Moments on Instagram. Until then, take care.